guys it's kiki and i'm here to review season two episode one of in just like that this episode is called met cute All right so we are picking up right where the last season left off we learn it's three weeks after the season finale so i'm excited to get back with these ladies i feel like since i grew up on sex in the city i kind of need carrie i need charlotte i need miranda i need samantha yeah, I need these ladies back in my life because I, I grew up watching the show in high school and then you revisit it as a young adult in your 20s and now I'm in my 30s and I feel like the characters, they should be in their 50s. So it's kind of like prepping you for what single life could look like or what married life could look like. What life as a woman today in whatever field you're in of dating or relationships may look like. So again, I enjoy the reboot. I know a lot of people are hate watching because they hate the Miranda storyline and all this. And Samantha's not here. Y'all just going to have to deal with it. Sis is going to pop up at the end of the season finale very briefly. Either watch the show or don't watch the show. Okay. So we start off with uh, we see all the ladies going to bed. So we see Carrie going to bed with her podcast producer who she kissed last season we see ltw which is lisa todd wexley going to bed with her husband we see charlotte roddy i said charlotte i love that Kristen davis does not give a damn and she will do her scenes naked and it goes against the character of charlotte as being a prude and so prim and proper but charlotte is up there and miss Kristen davis said these titties gonna be out so i can appreciate that we are seeing the ladies bodies especially fully nude no body double go ahead charlotte uh we see Seema with her guy i believe his name is zed that she met the owner of that club last season i was like i know you're not smoking in her bed on top of her good thousand threadbare count sheets no sir with an ashtray on the bed no 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 we see miranda with shay and then we see naya who was miranda's uh college professor turned into her friend we see her alone you guys know last season her husband was a musician and he changed his mind about wanting to have kids and she was not with it so i think he went on tour with a group but you know we're seeing her just by herself kind of missing him and not knowing exactly how to encounter that so i liked that opening next we see carrie after her and the podcast man are done in bed and he's watching a cooking show and they get into this drawn out conversation about how carrie doesn't cook and you have to make the time to make a poached egg i was like there's some symbolism here but I don't have time to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> it was just the dialogue about it went on and on. And I'm like, okay, obviously this is going to mean something. But give me a little bit of a break. Uh, we see Lisa Todd Wexley. She's at home and we're already getting her storyline. You guys know she's a documentary filmmaker. So she's at home. Her Every two seconds, the kids need something. Her husband needs something. He can't find a tie. I it's not that I don't like her husband I just I don't know I'm not sold on the chemistry between them but we're already getting this tried and true she's a busy mom can she have it all the household will fall apart without her like I don't really know what they're gonna do with Lisa Todd Wexley this season but I, I need to see more than just the standard I'm busy my husband's rich and he's gonna um pay for it I think he was just telling her like oh you're too busy why don't you just let me take care of it like 
I'm not going to hold y'all. That's my love language. A man with a wallet who's like, I got you, babe. But I think she was put off by the fact that he was saying that in front of their young daughter. Like, that's okay. Mommy will handle it. I'll handle what's going on with my film. You know, keep your big swinging checkbook to yourself. And I'm just like, girl, all this idea of women having to struggle and be independent. Girl, you married. Let your husband take care of you. Okay. You are rich beyond measure. So we'll, I guess that's going to be her thing this season. Um, next, we see Charlotte stopping by Carrie's unexpectedly while the podcast man is leaving. And since it's three weeks since the season finale, Carrie's letting her know that it's still casual. We're just seeing each other. We work together. She likes them. And, they're, and it's just like that, literally, straight like that. We see Naya. She misses her husband a lot. She and Miranda are speaking over FaceTime and she's just very pissed off because she still can't express to her husband that she's mad at him. So she just has to settle for like FaceTime and phone calls. But she's seeing that her existence kind of was all up in him, which is contradictory to the first season. You know, when we first met Naya, she was this great professor kind of in the art field, very you know, well-defined character on her own. And then we got introduced to her and her husband in the issue with him having to have children. And now with him not physically being there, it's like, what do we do with Naya now? So I understand we're setting the foundation for a storyline with Naya. It's just sad because I feel like she and Seema are like the most outspoken women on the cast. So it's kind of hard to see her. And as of course, I sympathize with the whole kids thing like I I don't want kids at this time and day but that could change three to four months from now and conversations like that are very important with your partner one may change their mind and and like she kept saying last season I think we're both facing the fact that we may have to end our marriage so we'll see that we see Shay in LA first of all y'all I love Shay I don't care how many people hate Shay in her relationship I'm sorry Shay identifies as they hate Shay and their relationship with Miranda. I love Shay and I love the actor, actress. I don't know what they go by. Uh, Shay is having a meeting with her wardrobe department. Remember last season, she got a pilot for a show to be like on a streaming service based on her book about her life. So the wardrobe department is trying to dress her in certain... And I didn't catch this at the moment. I thought they were trying to make her go a new look. And the writer comes in and the writer is like, well, what's the problem? And Shay is like, that's not really my style. So the wardrobe department is trying to put her in certain things to make her body more flattering. I did not catch that until the end in a later scene. But I, I, I was just like, okay, are we having classic writer, producer struggles like they do in television production? Netflix I'm looking at I'm looking at you we see um Lisa Todd Wexley and Charlotte so they're getting ready for the Met Ball they specifically don't call it the Met Gala so all the girls are going and which is so unrealistic everybody's having their creation of their dresses like the week of the Met Ball y'all know y'all don't get those dresses made until like a year in advance you will have your final fittings but I was like okay I'm going to suspend my disbelief for TV reasons that everybody at the, has fittings at the same time with the same seamstress. I, I'll let it happen. 
but Lisa Todd Wexley has an emergency with one of her children and she has to leave. So again, we're going to reinforce that you cannot have it all and that she's the busy mom always on the go. Charlotte goes home and her kids, who I'm so glad we don't have to see a lot of in this episode. That damn Lily. (laughs) She was working my nerves last season. Um, They tell Charlotte that Harry wants to go to the ball and they don't want to hurt his feelings. Charlotte doesn't want to hurt his feelings because she already told Anthony that he could be her date but somehow Harry really wants to go because he never got to go to senior prom again a silly little storyline I want to see more deeper storylines with Charlotte Carrie is then hosting her podcast and one of the questions is regarding casual sex the caller wants to know how do you know if a guy wants to move beyond the casual sex stage of a relationship her uh producer boyfriend is in the booth listening and she just says simply you know, just keep it casual. When she does go and try to get advice from Miranda and Shay's on the line, Carrie comes to the realization, or really Shay says it in Miranda, who has had nothing to do since going out to LA to support Shay. Shay says some relationships are about sex. And I 100% agree. I just think In our day and age, people don't want to admit that. And that's when they try to turn it or prolong it into something else. And that's when problems arise. Like if you're a grown adult and you absolutely just want to have a physical relationship, that's absolutely fine. And I've even said this before on um, the podcast when I used to review the dating shows. It's okay to just want to have a physical relationship with someone. You still have to show them respect. I think in our society, when we get the sneaky links or we get the side pieces or we get you know the f buddy we lack the general human notion of respect and it goes for men and women as well like oh i'm on demon time i'm about to fuck this nigga and not talk to him again like that's absolutely fine or i'm gonna hit up this girl and i'm gonna go back like that's fine just have a general modicum of respect for the person so it doesn't have to get messy or disrespectful just my two cents uh so Miranda hears Shay say that as she's trying to put herself into a a, what is it called a strap-on so she takes what Shay is saying and realizing that her, her and Shay's relationship is just at this point so we think just about sex uh Seema is with the club man Zed they've been in this little love affair their love bubble and he wants her to meet his son and his wife and i'm just like (sighs) okay y'all know how i feel about kids fuck them kids we see naya sitting at herself reading a book at the bar naya thinks she me honey because i will go to the bar and read a book especially if i'm waiting on somebody i'm always the friend that's on time no shade to my friends a lot of shade um i'll pull up my kindle app and start reading a book but then we see gary dordan walk up now you know if you see the light-skinned demon gary what was his name on um a different world he was freddie's boyfriend was it shaka or something just know he's coming for trouble and he still looks very good for his age i was like okay gary dordan i think he said his name was tusanto or tusant of course you gotta have some hotep name But uh, he's trying to sit next to Naya and have a conversation. Obviously wants to flirt with her. And she's all for it. You know, trying to see if she's still got game. But then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm married. So 
he's like, well, I didn't know you could not, you know, I hate when men say this. So you can't have friends if you got, you know, he didn't really say it that way. But he was like, well, in a wrap up, it was nice flirting with you. We know we're going to see him again, honey. If HBO is giving Gary Dordan a check, he's going to be back. And I, I fully support Naya cheating. So um, <laughs> we're going to come back to Naya. Shay is doing her stand-up and Miranda had asked to come initially. And Shay was like, oh, my act isn't good. You know, we'll, we'll try another night where you could come. So Miranda decides to surprise Shay and Shay is mad. See, at this point, I didn't know it was a body image issue with Shay. I was like, Shay, why are you acting like that? She goes to hug Shay and hold her from the back. And Shay's like, no, don't touch me. Like, you should have told me you were coming. And I'm like, Shay, please don't. Please don't. Don't do this. We get back to Naya. She's tipsy. She's in her lingerie. She's feeling a, a type of way, honey. And she decides to call her husband. So her husband picks up, but he won't answer the FaceTime. And she's like, no, I need you to turn on FaceTime because I'm dressed really sexy. And he turns it on and she's trying to show him her body. He's like, no, 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 don't, you know, don't put the camera down the Okuchi, basically. And she's like, why? Like, where are you? And he's actually in a hotel room writing songs with some guitar player girl. So she's upset. I would be upset, too. And he's like, oh, nothing's happening. We're just writing songs, sir. You left because we had an argument and you all of a sudden got a convenient job to go travel and not be with me and not talk about our issues. Now you in some hotel with some girl. Mm -mm. And Naya lets him know, like, oh, you you would never let me do that. Like tonight I had a guy try to pick me up and instead of sleeping with him, I knew I was married. I came back. Naya, you going outside, sis? (laughs) I totally agreed with everything she was saying, but Naya, you're so much better than this girl. We get back to Shay and Miranda, and uh, they're in bed. Miranda wants to get frisky, and Shay kind of opens up and starts crying about how the people in the wardrobe department said that her stomach goes over her jeans, so they're trying to um, just fit her in clothes that are flattering, but Shay is basically saying that they did not know, they meaning Shay, um, honoring the pronouns of the character, they did not know that body image was still an issue for them. And in that moment, I did feel bad for Shay because as women, they may say it, but I, and especially as someone who's dealt with body image issues my whole life, you have this paranoid sense that everybody is judging your body or everybody's looking at your body or we take these flaws and we internalize them and compare them especially with what we see in the magazines on tv and in social media with celebrities and especially now in the era of cosmetic surgery and bbl so i kind of felt that i felt bad for shay but i i liked that moment see we're getting good writing with shay miranda it's more surface granted it's just the first episode i wish we could spread that around to the other characters um Earlier in the episode, Carrie's boss had wanted her to meet his friends. And she had basically gone around asking everybody, like, does this mean we're boyfriend, girlfriend? And they've been trying to counsel her on that and trying to determine it. And she ultimately decides that she's not ready for the next step because she keeps saying, oh, we have Thursdays. We hook up every Thursday after the show. And when he invited her out, he invited her out on Tuesday. So she felt that taking 
a or accepting a Tuesday meetup was a big step, bigger than what she could handle. And I, I glad I'm glad that Carrie could acknowledge that and work through that and just simply say, hey, I'm not ready. Even though we don't give a fuck about big. Okay, you spread big in the ocean with his ancestors <laughs> last season. I don't want Carrie to jump back into a relationship, especially because we know Aiden is coming. So we'll see with that. I, I don't want Carrie to break up with, well, not break up, but I like the little podcast, man. Like, give him a chance, girl. Ain't he cute? It's giving younger George Clooney. I have written next in my notes, Seema is me. So Seema meets up with Zed, his adult son, and his ex-wife. And it's going well. They love Seema. Zed and his son go outside to have a smoke. And Seema was under the impression that the wife was visiting. The ex-wife was visiting. And she's like, oh, when's the last time you saw Zed? And the wife was like, this morning. And she's like, no, not when you came into town. When's the last time you saw him? And she's like, this morning, girl, we still live together. Now, Seema had declined going to the Met Ball so that she could meet Zed's wife. I mean, Zed's ex-wife and son. Seema is me, honey. Seema got up. And I loved how this scene was shot because it was a revolving door. So she got out, walked out. Zed was walking back in, noticed her, and then walked back out after her. And she and her driver was like, sir, get me home immediately. <laughs> Zed was like, what, what's the problem? She was like, um, you neglected to tell me that you live with your ex-wife. And Zed is all, oh, well, you know, she lives on the first two floors. I live on the bottom floor. It's nothing like that. Seema said, no, sir, that's messy. I don't want no problems right now. Let me get my ass onto the ball. We'll talk later. And listen, Seema, grown-ass woman, period. The next set of scenes is everyone having drama with their fittings. Like, who's the guy on the podcast I couldn't stand last season? Joey. His wife is designing a dress for Carrie, and there's all these problems with it. Uh, Lisa Todd Wexley, she forgot to order her van, so she has to walk to the Met Ball with her husband, like 10 blocks. Charlotte is at home with Harry, and he's complaining about having to wear all these clothes, and he thought he was going to be on TV. He thought he was going to see Rihanna, and after a point, he's complaining so much, she was like, you know what? Stay your ass at home, Anthony. You're back in. So I thought that was cute, little silly drama. Uh, Ultimately... Joey's wife is unable to fix a seamstress issue with Carrie's dress. So she's like, well, you can still wear my cape. Do you have anything else that would go with this cape? And Carrie had the audacity to act like she does not have the greatest closet, fashionable closet in television history. She's like, well, I can't just go to my closet and pick something. Carrie, stop it. Stop it, Carrie. Um, Carrie goes and gets her wedding dress from the day Big stood her up. Oof just talking about it first she opened it and she's ripping away um all the paper and i was like i know this not gonna be the wedding dress and we see that bird that feather that ostrich that turquoise like ostrich feather she had in her hair remember um was it anthony and stafford they're like she even put a bird in her head and he stood her up it was beautiful what was it it was a bird oh it was a running joke with her between her and samantha my bad when she went on the honeymoon and was depressed and they were like girl but you look so beautiful what was that she was like it was a bird yeah we see her put that dress on and she has the turquoise cape and carrie has the last lines about repurposing her pain and and that's where the show gets me because we we always get these nuggets of wisdom 
that I can identify with. And this is what this is what the essence of sex in the city is to me. So it does not matter all these complaints about people saying it's too woke and it's too this. And it will never be the classic that it was. The world was a completely different type of world back then. But one thread that is true about this show is you will have some aha moments about life, love and loss as we are in this stage of the ladies' lives. So I can appreciate that. So that last line kind of saved this premiere for me about repurposing your pain. I don't know. It just it just rang true to me. That could be because I'm in therapy. <laughs> that could be because I I'm very about being self-aware about your trauma and your triggers. But like I told my therapist last week, because he did ask, like, do you want to, is there anything in your past you need to address? But moving forward, are we just going to work on the path to better just like self-care and all of that? And I was like, no, I went through the things I went to. I readdressed my trauma, so to speak. We're going to identify the triggers. But I basically told my therapist, like, I don't look back. I look forward. And boom, I feel that's exactly what Carrie did. So, yeah. This episode, I feel like, was repurposing your pain. So I liked it. Um, I'd give it a 3.5 out of 5. I think this show still has to find a balance of the silliness and the seriousness. But I do like that all of the emotional support Black characters... (laughs) I'm just kidding. The emotional support side characters, they're getting more backstory and I feel like we couldn't have a good balance. So it's Charlotte, Miranda, Carrie, and then you got Lisa Todd Wexley, Naya, and Seema. So that's six women who have their own side characters that come with them. So I'm interested to see how they're going to spread that across the canvas easily. So that's it. Um, I'm going to try and review each episode you may get a double episode. Episode two is already out. I know it's going to be a weekly show, so I can't make any promises, but I will. You guys, I will try. Of course, Ash and I are still here, honey. We've just been busy, 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 but we still appreciate you guys for listening and supporting the podcast. So that's all I have for today. You guys can follow me at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R on Twitter also on Instagram, the same handle, and also my bookstagram, which is Brown Sugar Bookworm. I'm reading a lot of great books by a lot of great Black authors over there. So I will see you guys again soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.